And I've been asked recently what our policy is on when we deem. Um, it depends how often we've done it, because the first time we do it, we consider that deeming. If you do it two times, if you changed your mind in the middle, then that's redeeming. Mm -hmm. So we may redeem that uh, article is of uh, good quality. We'll, we'll see. Right. Yes. Once more unto the breach, dear friends. Else fill the wall up with our English dead. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Personal Wealth Coach, starring Jake and Jeff McClure, where we attempt to disguise our voices as if we are running a 1950s radio program. <clears throat> da, 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 da. Uh, yes, well, not, not very well, but we're trying. Oh, okay. Well, my mom says I'm very trying. Yeah. Um, she also says I'm very special. We have to say that correctly. Special. Yes, I'm special. Spatial. Spatial. So, uh, welcome to the program. And if the boys and girls have just fled screaming from the room, you know you are on the right station. Uh, the mm -hmm. economics drivel that we spread is, uh, it, it should be played outside uh, in loitering areas around malls and businesses to keep people from gathering because our economic drivel is the bane of all teenagers and younger. You know... It's interesting that you use that word. Bane? Drivel? Drivel. Drivel. Okay. I, I almost... I used a lot of words it. there. That's why I was saying. I almost used it yesterday describing this radio program, and I decided that it was. It might be offensive to... Ooh, I could have used anathema. That, that, that would have been a good word. Anathema? Well. Anathema? Anathema. anathema? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to add some Greek fire in there with some naphtha. I changed the word to discussion from drivel. From drivel, mm -hmm. <sighs> we're trying to 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 lift the quality of our programming here by changing our drivel to discussion. I hope people understand the efforts that we're going through to do that. And I also use minutia. Oh, so it, it, it's dri dri drivel and minutia are our standard yes. issue. It no. is it is the product that we produce. Right. Yes. Um, so welcome to the Personal Wealth Coach. And if you've made it through that, that was our first disclosure. Uh, next disclosure is this program is called the Personal Wealth Coach. Wait, I already said that. Yes, because disclosures are made to be repetitive and redundant right? at the same time. Yes. Um, the Personal Wealth Coach is not just the name of this program. There's some weird uh, coincidences occurring here. Uh, Jeff and Jake McClure are also the principals at an SEC-registered investment advisor named The Personal Wealth Coach, uh, which is the same name as this program. And that's strange. The program predates the firm in its existence uh, in that The Personal Wealth Coach was a radio program long before we had an independent registered investment advisory firm under the same name. Just because the firm and the people working at the firm are registered with the SEC doesn't mean that the SEC somehow believes that we are golden children um, or any other color of children, I suppose. Um, their job is to regulate us, not to approve or disapprove or whatever. Their job is to make sure that uh, we stay ethical. So if you find us being unethical on the air, they're the people to tell on us about. Um, 
Yes. I just said that the firm is registered to give investment advice. Those are technical terms. If you say investment advice, a new legal layer comes on. We can't do that on the air. Investment advice is fiduciary. You got to know your client in depth. Then you have to be private about the advice. It's really difficult to do that on a broadcast. Um, it, it wouldn't be called a broadcast if it were private. So it doesn't mean anybody's listening, but it's still being broadcast in case they wanted to. Uh, in fact, uh, statistics show that the listenership drops uh, drastically when people start talking about economics, which is really weird because our ratings seem to be fairly good. So there's some statistical anomalies in Central Texas in our podcast listenership of just that's another disclosure. Uh, so mm. SEC doesn't really give us any kind of big thumbs up. Uh, we can't give the advice. So what are we doing on the air if we can't give you advice? We're edumacating. Hopefully what we say is going to add to your knowledge banks and give you the ability to make better decisions with this knowledge. Hopefully we won't confuse you more than you already are. Hopefully we can... Um, take the drivel and the chaos of the financial markets and make some kind of sense out of what's going on in the world for you. Um, and now it is, oh, oh, yeah, we don't pay for this program. This is not paid commercial programming. What are we doing giving up our Friday or Saturday afternoon, or, or <laughs> I can't even say the right day, our Saturday mornings for this many decades without getting paid for it? We're supposed to be economists. What's going on here? Um, we consider this program to be a form of investment. Uh, we hire from the listening audience. We uh, have clients in the listening audience, and we believe that a better education causes people to make better decisions, and it's a little Adam Smith capitalism. When you leave people to do what's in their own best interest so long as it doesn't interfere with the adversely interfere in the interest of those around them, raise the whole society as if by an invisible hand. So there's an ethical context to capitalism most people don't get, that whole thing about not interfering in the interests of the others. Most people think capitalism is cutthroat. We're doing an investment in the education of the people that listen to this program. The word capitalism uh, translated from Latin means head Ism. Capitalism means using your head. <laughs> when you say capital markets, it's markets that you think about. And that's literally the translation. So we're adding to the capital market, hopefully, if you understand our drivel, I'm sorry, discussion, we're adding to it. And you've got another. Or we're diluting from it, one or the other. Yes, we might be. Yes. The dilution of the capital market could be going on right here. Yes, we may simply be adding extra uh capacity Perfect. without yeah. any actual substance yeah we're kind of like a pair of large language models yes chat gpt has nothing on us we've been gathering information a lot longer and we can give a lot worse answers right we're good at that. and further uh disclosure uh and disclaimer uh the information we present on this educational radio program has been obtained from sources we deem to be reliable. However, we make no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy or completeness of said information. Right. And I've been asked recently what our policy is on when we deem. Um, it depends how often we've done it. Because the first time we do it, we consider that deeming. If you do it two times, if you changed your mind in the middle, then that's redeeming. Mm -hmm. So we may redeem that uh, article is of uh, good quality. We'll, we'll see. Right. Yes. All it right. all depends on the, the, the article of clothing. It all depends entirely on the weave and the warp. 
Yes, uh, yes. So now that we are completely done with our disclosures, we've scared off all of our listenership, and now we can talk about what happened in the market. The market? Or markets. Okay. Well, markets, I guess you could say. That'd be a female mark, wouldn't it? Um, or a French hat made out of a mark. Could no, I bet that's a barret. Sorry. Well, if, if we take the Standard & Poor's 500 stock index, which is what we normally look at, uh, it rose nicely on Monday and Tuesday, uh, and then um, this week it started to slip backwards a little bit. Uh, so it wound up up 0.69% for the week, which is just fine. If you multiply that times 52 weeks, that's a heck of a market rise. Um, it's at 4536.34 if you're keeping up with the numbers. But it's kind of, well, let me give you the rest of the background. I always give that. The the SBX, Standard Poor's 500, is now up 103% from March of 2020. When if you were an investor in March of 2020 and you didn't get out of the market, you've and, and, and the S&P 500 has turned in 103% gain since then. So that was probably a good idea not to get out of the market. Uh, that was about three and a half years ago. It's up 27% from last October, October 12th. And I would put my elbow and, sh- and shoulder out of joint patting us on the back because we pretty much called that one. We said, this year looks like a bottom. I think it's a bottom. We said it the week it occurred. Yeah. yeah. And it's been cruising upward since it's 40% higher than it was three years ago. So in three years, the S&P 500 has risen 40%. But we have to let we have to say also, it's still down 5% from January of 2022. And I talked to an investor recently who said that his account was still down from the beginning of 2022 and it made him unhappy. It all depends on your point of view. If you are a glass half empty kind of person, then the fact that the market at some point has been higher is disappointing. If you're a glass half full kind of person and you look back over the last three years, you're probably very happy with what you've seen happen in market-based investments. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average went a different direction. It rose all week. It didn't go down on Thursday and Friday. It it was up 2.08%. So what's the difference? Well, Tesla. (laughs) That's the biggest single difference. Tesla dropped a lot. And since the S&P 500 has Tesla in it, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average doesn't. Uh, there are a couple of other stocks that did the same thing, but it basically boils down to the fact that some of the high-tech stocks that are driving the S&P 500 went down the last two days of the week, and they're not in the Dow, so the Dow went up. Uh, it, it, it is, it's fascinating right now to watch the three major indices, the Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ, go in different directions on certain days. Uh, it's, it is, uh, it, it, in the long term, all three of those indices tend to give similar direction. But in the short term, sometimes they are going in all kinds of different directions, which is a big point if you're an investor. The whole market does not move as one very often. Now, when it does, like it did in 2008 and nine, uh, and it did in 2020, uh, that's called a panic and everything moves together. But beyond that, there's a lot of difference. Wait, we have to anyway. say that in eco-garble. Uh, okay. It's a kind of jargon. Uh, economists, we don't say in a panic, everything moves up or everything moves down. We don't say it like that. In, in, a, in a panic, everything correlations. goes down. Yes. Uh, correlations, uh, in a market panic, correlations move to one. That's yeah. that's how we say it. I, and it's, it's really it was, a silly way of said, saying things. I thought it was zero, but that's okay. No, 100% um, correlation is one. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it's zero, then everything's going in different directions. 
Well, now we can wander over to the mid-cap value index, the CRSP mid-cap value index, which is, uh, we use that because it's the only one that's published quickly. The, the other mid-cap value indices are published a day or two later. Uh, it rose 1.93% for the week, and it closed at 28, 2485.39. That means it's 6.23% ahead this year, and it's down 4% from its record high. Uh, we I stick that in there for a couple of reasons. One, we like mid-cap value. Uh, but the second reason is just to let you know, the mid cap value index stocks are almost all in the S and P 500, but it's not unusual for the mid cap value index to go in a different direction or to a different degree than did the S and P 500. It's just one of those geeky things we like. The other side of the market is the treasury market, which ought to be someplace, but it isn't. Uh, it's kind of like the, it's, it's kind of like the, we, New York Stock Exchange, we know right where it is. It's 44 Wall Street. I've seen it. Wall Street is an incredibly unimpressive street, by the way. It doesn't run very far, and it's extremely narrow. And and I can uh, I can make a really simple statement here that might shock everyone. The trading that occurs on Wall Street doesn't occur on Wall Street anymore. That's correct. The New York Stock Exchange is not where the trading occurs. The servers aren't even there. They're in a cloud, and they're everywhere. Well, there's a lot of manual trading goes on on the floor where there's market makers and people in funny colored clothes yelling and screaming. It's actually kind of leads it down there. It's it's markets are very complex and they're all trading imaginary stuff, which is a little scary if you start thinking about it, so I'm not going to think about it. The uh US Treasury yield didn't move. The US Treasury yield for 10-year note is stuck at 3.84, well, actually 3.83 last week, and it's 3.84% this week, uh, which is sort of interesting. The treasury yield curve is still massively inverted. Everything below one-year maturity is well above 5%, some of it at 5.5% annualized. Obviously, a six-month T-bill isn't going to last a year, so it's not going to pull that. But if you annualize it, it comes there up above 5, 5 5.5%. Up to 5.5%. And then as you go out on the yield curve, there, there's a little bump at at, uh, at, at at 20 years. But it basically, the longer the term of the treasury security you hold, the lower the interest rate, with a couple of minor exceptions, which is exactly inverted, which is exactly counterintuitive. And we have a question about that, which we will be addressing during the show. Anyway, the uh, we've seen a, a gradual creep upward in the longer term rates. And I think it's going to be more than a creep upward in longer term rates. But that's one of the questions we got from Inquisitor John today. So we'll talk about that. Yes. Um, oil. West Texas Intermediate Crude, WTI, has been slowly creeping upward for five weeks now. So it's slip. Right. I should say the, slipping upward. We should say the price of it has. Otherwise, you were, I'm just imagining this, this well, glob of oil gradually creeping up the side of the barrel. That's what those pumps are for. They're pulling it up. Ah, I get it. That's what I see. You see the little I pump going up and down, you know. That's, the yeah. Fracking. yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been slip. The price has been slipping upward. Uh, and um, it closed out the week at 76.83. That's up 2.26% this week and about 11% since mid June. And I've got but some, we've got some good, it, more information on that later in the program. But it is about 20% lower than it was a year ago. So you, you know, you, it's hard to remember that about uh, a year and a few months ago, oil, a, a 42-gallon barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude was $120 a barrel. About It's not 40 gallons, though. This, it's 42 this, gallons, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is a mythical number. 
the number of gallons in a barrel is 42. Right. It's important to those of Did us I say that, that, that? Are, yeah, you said 40. So. Oh, I meant 42. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, but which is a really important number. It is the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. It is. And it can be found in a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude. Right. Except that we actually don't put them in barrels anymore. We only did that for a very short period of time in 2020 again. So it's very strange that we measure it in barrels, but we act, don't actually use barrels for anything. Well, we don't use one-gallon buckets either, but we talk about gallons. Wait, you just destroyed my entire image of what takes place at a, a refinery. I thought there were buckets just everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So, you got gallon buckets all over the place, right? <laughs> so, was that the market for this week? Uh, let's see. That's pretty much it. Um, oh, we could go in about some other things, but we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Just a few minutes left. Do you have a wrap-up for us? Well, the economy continues to move forward very nicely. Inflation continues to come down probability, the consensus probability, and I happen to agree with it, is the Fed will raise interest rates another quarter percent at the meeting they have this month, and that will be it. Uh, and the inflation, the expectations for inflation have uh, dropped down to 2.3 percent, long-term expectations. And that means inflation will probably come down. And our economy probably will not enter into a recession. If it is, it will be extremely mild. Uh, and we will continue to move forward. Meanwhile, China and Europe are not doing anywhere near as well. And that's kind of my summary. Yeah. So uh, as for what you can do personally, it's the same thing we say in boom times and in bust times. Make sure that you have reserves available in cash in the bank um, for short-term emergencies so you don't go into debt. Live within your means. Don't spend more than you're making. Um, those are it. Those are the big ones. Be the, be the ant, not the grasshopper. Uh, this is true at any time. And if you believe that things are rough, make sure your reserves are good and padded and live within your means. If you believe things are going well, it's actually harder when things are going well to think ahead and make sure your reserves are in order. It's really easy right now when people are scared about recessions and whatever to say save, but the boom times are when you need to be saving. Yeah, uh, but we're out of time. So we'll talk to you again next hour. But if you'd like to talk to us off the air, we actually do give fiduciary investment advice and portfolio management for people of relatively high net worth. Um, the local number, if you'd like to talk to us off the air, is 254-947-1111. Or toll-free 1-800-914-7526. That's 800-914-PLAN, should you still have a landline. You can go to our webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com, where you can see our famously made-for-radio faces. You can see our wonderful staff. You can read our philosophy, our newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. You can contact us through the contact form, read, uh, uh, listen to our radio programs going back. You can find our podcasts anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, until next hour, this has been The Personal Wealth Coach. Thanks for listening.